What's up, guys? We are coming to you live from the Grindhouse Strength and Conditioning in Bakersfield, California. I am your host, Blake Bernard, and this is the Housebound Podcast. Oh, man, that would have been so good if my voice hadn't cracked. But, guys, welcome. This is our maiden voyage, okay? I'm not expecting much from this one other than to kind of let you guys know who I am, what we are, and what we're about, and why you should be listening to this podcast. It's about 6 p.m. in uh, in Central California right now, and I just pulled a full day of of coaching. And so we're going to see how this goes. I'm a little bit delirious, but highly caffeinated, and I'm excited to do this. To be honest with you guys, this is... This podcast is something that's been on my heart for quite a while. It's, it's something that I've been wanting to do. I've been hosted on a number of other, other podcasts, and um, and I think that this platform is really unique in that you know people can just kind of zone out and play this as they're you know traveling from point A to point B, driving down the road, whatever, and and really just absorb and take in and hopefully learn something new. Um, from uh, from from the content we're going to be sharing uh, on this pod, and so all that to say, um, on my blank piece of paper at the top, it says who, what, when, where, and why. Um, I just kind of wanted to freeball it, see where we can go with this thing, and introduce you listeners who don't know who I am um, and and what I'm about, what Grindhouse is, kind of um, uh, acclimate you guys to exactly what we got going on and why. Okay. So all that to say, let's get into this thing. You know, like I said, I wanted to do this podcast for a really long time. Um, I was an educator prior to coaching. Um, I played um, college football at a high level out in the beautiful state of Arkansas where I finished my career at Henderson State University. Um, I played defensive end and outside linebacker, um, a little bit of fullback as well. At a little D2, I got my schooling paid for, you know, Um, I, I played a very fulfilling um, football career. And, you know, from there I got into teaching and I love teaching. Great teachers make great coaches. Great coaches make great teachers. I loved being in the classroom, but what I found out was, you know, um, I started training people out of my garage while I was teaching. And those were like coworkers, neighbors, you know, general fitness clients. And I found out really quick, you know, that I wasn't going to be amazing at teaching or coaching to the extent that I wanted to be, unless I focused on one or the other. I'm the kind of guy, and you guys have to know this about me, I'm the kind of guy that uh, if I'm going to set my hand to anything, I have to be excellent at it, okay? Or or else it's, it's just not worth doing flat out, right? So like, for instance, I'm an audiophile. Um, You know, some people would say, you know, hey, if you want to start a podcast, you need to go, you know, plug in your earbuds and use a little attached microphone, you know, that comes with your iPhone and just start recording. You know, any content's better than no content. And I am not that way. I'm not that guy. Okay. It has to be excellent. The sound quality has to be excellent. We have to have a room soundproofed and set aside for this sole purpose, right? Um, I'm going to be intentional about the production quality of any service that I, you know, put forth out there into the ether. Does that make sense? I want to, everything I do has to be excellent because it's a reflection of me. My name's attached to it, right? And I don't want to be known as a low quality guy. I am the quality guy. And that's how I run my business. Okay. Grindhouse Strength and Conditioning is a quality over quantity, private 
like proudly private training facility in Bakersfield, California that brings premium, absolutely extraordinary coaching to the masses. Okay. Now it's in the name. We, we do strength. We do conditioning. We have um, just shy of a hundred sport athletes in our building. Okay. We've been in business for just over 18 months and we have, um, so we have just shy of a hundred sport athletes in here. Last I checked, we were at 89. Okay. And those are of all different disciplines. We don't niche down into, you know, just soccer or just baseball or just football. Those are all sports. Literally, if you want to become stronger, faster, more explosive, this is the premier destination in the state of California to go to. Okay. I'm humble about a lot of things. That is not one of them. Okay. (laughs) I'm proud of what we do because I put my heart and soul into it. Just like I'm proud of this podcast, okay? I just want to tell you guys what you guys are getting into right off the bat. I'm a man of expectations. I hand them out freely and I wanted to know, you know, set that expectation up front that you guys know uh, it's my intention to always put out a very premium product, okay? So within that same vein, I said that, you know, I taught prior to this, right? Until I figured out, you know, that, um, well, the gym was blowing up and just just long story short, the gym was blowing up. Clientele were just ballooning, like literally in the blink of an eye. Um, COVID, you know, presented some amazing opportunities to us um, to grow our business and take on clientele we hadn't yet. You know, we took on our first group of athletes. Um, you know, I was basically, you know, I was doing the best I could, but I wasn't an expert in that yet. I still don't consider myself to be an expert, but, you know, I was just doing kind of using all my years of experience underneath the barbell and years of training to be the best athlete that I could be and gave that to those kids and those, it it worked. Okay. Um, literally the first group of athletes I had was 12 kids from Liberty high school, right down the street. And, um, and you know, we started training out of my garage while I was still teaching and we, uh, back when it was just, you know, uh, it was still two weeks to slow the spread, you know, um, it was like on Friday or Thursday of, of that week, you know, they, um, uh, uh, they announced that school shutting down. Right. And, and kids were going to have to do online school or, you know, how, whatever it was. And I reached out to three local high school coaches and said, Hey, I've got, you know, a $15,000 garage gym, um, filled with all the equipment we need to train some of your athletes. So if you'll just, you know, if you'll send me your most dedicated kids that aren't, you know, liabilities or, you know, um, they're going to be in my home, you know? So, I mean, if, as long as they're going to work hard and, and, and not drive me nuts, um, I will train your athletes for free for these next two weeks, you know? And, and there was nothing behind it. I was just like, I just want, I felt for the kids. They had nowhere to train. I said, come over here and we'll do it. Only one coach took me up on that. And, um, and ironically it's, it's a coach at, you know, the most dominant football program in our area. And he said, dude, you got it. I'm gonna send you 12 of my best kids. And so he sent me, you know, some sophomores and some juniors, kids who, who had a legit, you know, future in that program. And he was right. He sent me some dudes, you know, and these dudes ended up spending the next, you know, two weeks became four weeks, four weeks became, became eight weeks. And, in that eight week span, um, you know, it came, we didn't know when it was going to end. So I didn't really have a plan test date in mind. Um, but if you know anything about what we do, we, we run the, um, a, uh, um, conjugate sequencing system in our, um, in our facility. And that was kind of where it started. So I started applying that the best I knew how to those kids and the average results, um, Let's take their, their, let's do the vertical jump first. Their, the average results for their vertical jump in those eight weeks was a 2.2 inch increase. Okay. 
some were hitting uh, way more. We had a couple kids hit uh, five inch increases, a couple hit four, right? Um, but then the kids were less consistent, you know, they kind of brought down the group. So it was 2.2 inches. But um, then going on to their um, uh, 40 yard dash times, um, their 40 yard dashes went down. Now, these were hand time because we did not, I, I have a very strict finger, but admittedly, we didn't have the lasers and everything that we have now. Um, in those eight weeks, um, their 40 yard dash times on average were decreased by 1.9, or excuse, excuse me, 0.19 seconds per attempt. Okay. It's kind of a big deal when you're dealing with already pretty good athletes. Um, a, a tenth of a second per month is kind of the standard we've set for ourselves here. Um, and then things like the box squat, the average box squat went up by 72 pounds in those eight weeks. And their average sumo deadlift went up by 84 pounds in those eight weeks. Okay. So from that, you know, I mean, when we retested, that's when they started bringing friends because they're like, okay, we've never experienced results like this before. And again, I was still training for free at that time. So, um, they asked, Hey, can we bring so-and-so he plays baseball? Sure. Can we bring her? Sure. Um, I, there was a cross country coach at frontier high school, um, opposite corner of, of, of the city. And, um, uh, he had a couple athletes that played soccer and stuff. He goes, Hey, I think this would be a great fit for them. Can they come? And I was like, sure. You know, and I was just taking whoever. So anyways, that group of 12 ended up ballooning to 23. Okay. Um, and then at this time we're getting like noise complaints and stuff in the city of Shaft, which we're, we were located on, uh, on the edge of our city. Um, they were sending us, you know, cease and desist orders. Hey, get the heck out of the streets, stop blaring your gangster rap. You got to stop all operations. And they thought that we were running a business too. So they were like, stop running a business out of your garage. And, um, and I was like, man, this is ridiculous. So I didn't want to be watching over my shoulder for the rest of my life. So I ended up started looking for a warehouse to move this stuff to. And, uh, we ended up finding the perfect location, literally like two blocks away from, um, I don't even think it's a mile away from Liberty high school, that high school that originally um, sent me all those athletes and, um, and the rest is history. Those 23 athletes, um, you know, when we moved in the warehouse, now I had overhead. So I was like, okay, I got to contact the parents. I said, Hey parents, this is what your kids have been able to achieve in my little garage over the last eight weeks. Is this something you guys be willing to pay for? 20 of those 23 parents said, yeah, absolutely. Sign them up, you know? And what ended up happening was, um, in the next six months, those 23 athletes turned into 60. So a year down the road, 12 months later, uh, we're at 100 athletes, okay? And our retention rate, just so you know, like the kids were staying. Like it wasn't like they were just checking out the new thing. Um, our retention rates were ridiculous. Kids weren't leaving, you know? And and um, by then we'd started an adult program. Uh, again, strength and conditioning for the adult population, which is a little bit different than CrossFit. It's very different from um, boot camps and that kind of style thing. So, you know, all that to say, we've seen the, the, the brief success that we have, I think as a result of, you know, the product that we're delivering, obviously we get people results. We don't want to waste anybody's time. But then, you know, in addition to that, we've got a culture predicated on hard work excellence, right? An amazing attitude and effort. We can literally make anything happen with attitude and effort. And so one of the awesome things that, that I've been able to experience, you know, as a business owner is that, um, you know, in, in a stark contrast to teaching is, you know, when I was teaching, I didn't get to choose who showed up in my classroom on day one. 
you know, and, and I think a lot of, I'm, I think most teachers are in agreement with me. Most of them wish you could choose the roster, right? But you don't have a say in it. So you get people of all different walks of life and they all present their own different challenges and it makes you an amazing teacher, an amazing, amazing educator. I think that that really helped me um, develop myself in the coaching realm, being able to deal with different personalities and demeanors and backgrounds and home lives and things, home lives and things like that. Um, but now that, you know, we, we own a proudly private strength training facility, it's okay to tell people that it's not a good fit. And that was really hard to do early on when we were like, okay, how are we going to make, you know, how are we going to cover this overhead? How are we going to do this? How are we going to do that? Well, thankfully, you know, I was still teaching concurrently with coaching early on. And so that teaching, um, was basically my primary income and everything I was making from the gym, I was able to pour right back in, you know, we were just living off, you know, the bare minimum. We were driving one car. Um, you know, my wife and I, two kids, um, we did without a lot of things. Um, and I'm proud of that. You know, I, I think that that adversity really, you know, um, was, was a catalyst for a lot of amazing things, um, not only the business, but more importantly, my family. And um, anyways, you know, being able to tell people it's not a good fit is a very powerful thing. And that's something that always kind of stuck with me was, you know, my dad taught me at a young age. He said, son, your reputation is the most valuable thing that you own. He said, your name is the hardest thing to build up, but it's the easiest thing to tear down. And now as a business owner, you know, Grindhouse is now an extension of me. That is my name. When people think of Grindhouse, they think of Blake. When they think of Blake, they think of Grindhouse. And so the results that we're able to get are a reflection of me. And I take that really seriously. You know, I want to help kids, but you can't help kids, adults. I mean, you, oh my goodness, you deal with it a lot with adults too. You can't, you can lead someone to water, but you can't force them to drink. And so the goal with this place is to bring high, high, high level performance coaching to the masses. We are results based, but data driven. So essentially if the numbers don't show growth and we're doing everything in our power, we're adjusting things on the fly, but, but, uh, Susie is not, you know, eating enough. They're, they sleep like crap. We've educated them on all this and all, you know, and they're still not doing it at the end of the day, if they're not getting results, they don't belong here. And I don't say that in like a prideful way. All I'm saying is like that creates a culture of excellence. There's an expectation when you step into Grindhouse that chances are good that if, if you do things, you know, um, the way that we instruct and you apply yourself and and you push it, um, the intensity remains high, you're consistent in showing up, that's probably the most important thing, you're going to experience a high degree of success. I don't say this lightly. We take bench warmers and turn them into contributors. We take contributors and turn them into starters. We take those starters and turn them into all area players. And we take those all area players and make them all state. Okay. And this happens every single week. This is, this is the expectation here. You know, you go to the university of Alabama, there is an expectation of performance. Okay. There's an energy, uh, in the Alabama, uh, University of Alabama football stadium that they're going to be excellent. No matter the coach, no matter the players, no matter, that is the culture there. And that's what I fought really hard to have here, right? So um, we are selective in who we, who we take on, um, you know, and, and, and we'll give anyone a shot unless they give me some indication, you know, in the consultation, the free intro meeting that, you know, it's, 
um, you know, there's commitment issues or, you know, whatever, um, you know, we, we give most people chances. Um, but we've got a running tally, uh, on our, at the, in the top corner of our record board of the kids that we've kicked out, you know, we've just said, Hey, it's not a good fit. You're no longer allowed here because it only takes one of those kids to affect everyone around them in the group and bring everybody else down. And I will protect those other 10 with my life, you know? So anyways, um, that's kind of who we are, you know? Um, I'm a teacher turned coach and now a, you know, um, I, I coach the athletes less now. And, and I think I've found that my passion is more coaching coaches, to be honest with you. Um, you know, we get asked all the time, you know, um, we've seen exponential, amazing, crazy growth. Um, and that's, that's the quote of other people, not myself, you know, like, um, everybody, I'm, I constantly get told, you know, how crazy it is, how fast we grew and all that stuff. I don't really know. All I know is we get asked a lot of questions you know, from business owners, from athletes, from, uh, uh, trainers and coaches, um, you know, how to do things. I, I think we're on to something here and I want to use this podcast as a platform to talk about that and shed more light on it. And maybe, you know, um, use this platform to answer some of those commonly asked questions, um, uh, to educate the masses, you know, on things like, you know, gosh, everything from how to get athletes to stay, you know, how to build an environment like what we have here. This should be the norm, you know, but it's not. How can we make this the norm um, to help more athletes nationwide, you know, help other gym owners be excellent nationwide so that, you know, um, uh, they can they they can affect more athletes. You know, um, how can we I want to talk about everything from um you know, keeping athletes to, um, maybe the things that strength coaches love to rant about, you know, like, uh, like, um, uh, burying the agility ladders and, and uh, getting athletes to train, you know, teaching athletes and parents, the, the importance of training in season, you know, things, I mean, like we're going to, we're going to educate on everything, you know, at the end of the day, it's not the athlete and the parent's job to know these things. Okay. You know, I mean, it, it, it they don't have time. It's our job to not, I'm just gonna be real. It's not the strength coach's job to bitch and moan about, um, uh, you know, the shortcomings of the parents or the athletes. They only know what they know. Strength coaches can either choose to be, you know, to add to the noise and the complaining and the negativity and all that kind of stuff, or they can choose to be a part of the solution, you know? And, and I think that, um, judging by, you know, the amount of questions that fill up my DMS and, and texts and people coming out here to see what we do and all that kind of stuff. I think that, I think that we have a lot of value to provide to this space, not only to, you know, the parents and athletes in their homes, the, the, the adults struggling with weight loss or confidence, um, or the coaches that are struggling to fill their gym or, you know, um, get the results that, that, that they see us get, you know, um, I think one of my saving graces is, you know, I, I read a lot of books, um, uh, I stay in the textbooks. Um, I, I have a great BS meter. You know, I, I, I like to believe that, um, I can, I'm pretty quick to, uh, discern, you know, peop between people I, I, I should be listening to and, and give my ear to and people that probably don't deserve it. Right. But even more than that, um, I think my biggest saving grace is that with all that, you know, head knowledge, you know, um, that I get from the textbooks and, and mentorship and and um, and my and my buddies and colleagues in this field and all that kind of stuff. 
we're able to apply a hefty dose of common sense and pra practicality to our training here that makes it even more effective, right? So I'd like to take that kind of stuff, like the things we love to talk about as strength coaches, um, and hopefully, you know, not water it down. We don't want to dumb it down in any way, but hopefully make it easier to understand and disseminate that high level knowledge into into you know tangible pieces of information that people can take with them and hopefully directly apply you know like if we're if i'm doing my job as a teacher um i'm going to give you the audience um uh uh usable information that you can immediately go out and you know uh put to use if that makes sense okay so that's kind of my mission all right that explains the who the what um, and kind of the win as well, as well. Um, we already covered where we're at. Um, but now the why, right at, at its crux, you know, my, um, my job as a strength coach, um, and a coach of coaches and as a leader, as a business owner, as a, um, as a leader of, you know, uh, priest over my household and the leader of my community. Um, I believe it's my, uh, responsibility to not keep this stuff bottled up, you know, to not be afraid of people taking these ideas. You know, at the end of the day, relationships, relationships are reciprocal, you know, and, and the, if, if you're looking to receive the best way is to freely give, you know, I'm a believer. Um, and, and I, I'm like that guy, you know, I, I truly believe you'll never outgive God. Right. But that doesn't just stop at finances. Right like giving away money and things like that. I also believe that, 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 you know, my career as a strength coach has been, has been exponentially, um, advanced and fast forwarded by the amazing people that are freely given to me. You know, at the, t at the top of that list is Louis Simmons. You know, Louis Simmons is one of the greatest influences, not only on my training methodologies, um, but how I handle life as well. Brandon Bird of Bird Sports Performance up in Pennsylvania. You know, he's, he's played an amazing role in my life, you know, just give, freely giving me his time and his ear to pick his brain about things and things like that. Um, Jared Bidney and explosive mechanics down in Peachtree, Georgia. Um, you know, he, um, has opened my eyes to so many ways to think critically about, you know, how to apply these concepts and, and really make it my own. And, um, and thinking outside the box and using these methods in ways that, you know, you don't see in a lot of textbooks, if at all, you know, and, um, I've, I, the, man, the list goes on and on all this to say, I have been, I have been fortunate enough. Um, I'm very quick to ask questions and, and to honor those people. I'm, I'm hopeful that this podcast can provide value to them in a way that exceeds or at least matches the value that they've brought to me and my career and um, uh, how appreciative I am of their time and the things that, you know, that they have freely given me. So just a taste of like some of the guests that we're going to have on here um, and uh, and how I can hopefully bring, you know, high level uh, uh, performance um, education to the masses you know, and introduce you to some of my colleagues and, and, and people that I call very close friends, um, that have had a great, great impact on my career and, and, and ultimately Grindhouse's success. So anyways, um, 
that's kind of all I got for today. I didn't want to go over a half hour. Um, I think that, you know, just again, expectations, we're going to do this thing regularly. Um, I enjoy this. Like I said, I've been hosted on um, many podcasts at this point, but you know, and I, and I always wanted to do it, but I didn't want to half-ass it, right? We want, I, I wanted to do it and be excellent at it. Um, I didn't want to do it until we had a, <laughs> its own space. Um, the right mics, the right booms, the right uh, recording um, devices and all this kind of stuff. And now we're ready. We're going to hit the ground rolling. Um, I am really looking forward to, um, you know, if we can help one person, this thing was worth it, you know. Um, and hopefully um, you, the listener, can take away from this some things that you can you can apply directly to your practice or your performance or your journey for athletic success. And um, when you do, let me know how it goes. Okay. My name is Blake Bernard, owner of Grindhouse Strength and Conditioning in Bakersfield, California. You have been listening to the House Blend Podcast. Peace. Thank you.